All right, Flumadiddlers, welcome to the Flumadiddle Studios in Gadsden, Alabama. I am Keith. And I am John, and believe it or not, this is the third and most fabulous season yet of Flumadiddle. Keith, I'd like to apologize to the listeners because we have fallen a little short here lately. Life happens, Keith, and we've told the people that we're just everyday guys, right? We got jobs, we got responsibilities, we got kids, we got football, we got holidays. So, but here we are in a new year, Keith. So, what about that? And we are like superheroes, but we need breaks as well. So, absolutely, man, absolutely. So, so we uh, we kind of took like just the end of a season thing, right? This, yeah, this is we season did. Season three here, we probably should have gave the listeners a warning before. We, we did and that. we're going to be a little more conscientious about those types of things, Keith. But here we are in the year of twenty twenty, the year of perfect vision. Perfect vision. Not sure what that means, but you just extrapolate that to whatever mental, physical, or spiritual plane you need, and there it is. That's right. I hadn't thought about that yet. Uh, and we're I'm still ten giving, days in. I hadn't thought of that yet. There you go, man. We're still giving to the widows. Heck yeah. So do it. Yeah. So the best way to do that is, uh, you know, end of last year we launched our premium content. Yes, we did. And man, that is some good stuff. So like a lot it of is. different episodes will have like additional facts, especially like helpful episodes. Yes. You know, like if it will help you with like something. personal growth, transformation. Yeah. We're both big on that kind we'll of thing extra from a spiritual stuff perspective. On those, yeah. We may not give you extra history facts. Like today's, yeah. we're talking about what, John? We are talking about the lost colony of Roanoke. And Keith, if I may, I'd like to add a disclaimer. Okay. So we've had a list, an ongoing list. We asked our listeners starting in like what? When did we start this thing? Like 2017, summer of 2017. It's been a while. It's been a while, something like that. So we asked our listeners, you know, about topics and we brainstormed about topics. So we have had topics in the pocket, if you will, for at least a couple of years. Literally. And this particular topic has been on our possible to do list for quite some time, at least a year or two. Yeah, a couple of years. So we and my decided, to-do list is on my phone notepad, so it's literally in my We can prove it to you if you have to see that, but we're telling you the truth. But here's the thing. I'll be honest with you. I'd heard I'd heard one podcast about this before I decided to do it. That's what gave me the idea. I'm not going to tell which one. Right. But now there's probably been like a whole bunch. There has I mean, been there's been a bunch. Three within the last six months. Yeah. And so that's our disclaimer, is that we had already decided several days ago to do this podcast before a very popular podcast network and uh, stuff that they don't want you to know. Yeah, literally put one out on the same topic two days ago. Yeah, so Keith, they they stole it from us. Tell us how, tell us how that happened, Keith. Well, I mean, stuff they don't want you to know. They yes. obviously they have a time machine. Exactly. And they they use that time machine to travel into the future. Uh huh. And steal our content because we're the greatest podcast. So exactly. And they I mean, don't if want you, you to had know a time that. machine. That's exactly what you would do. You with would. It, right? You yeah. would look at Flumadiddle and say, uh-huh. "What are they doing in upcoming episodes?" And let's steal that and beat them to the punch. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty obvious, but it's okay though. Now, I will say this. One more disclaimer before we dive right in. All right, so I don't generally listen to podcasts to prep for our podcast. I generally look up articles that I find from reputable sites. I won't say – I will say today that National Geographic had an amazing article from 2018 that you have to be a subscriber. And just a little plug, if you don't subscribe to National Geographic, do it anyway. Get their magazine. Get their content. It's good stuff. So anyway, but I listen to a podcast. I listen to a few minutes of the – Stuff You Should Know, but I listened to an amazing podcast. I liked it enough that I'm going to plug them, Keith. It's called History Unplugged with Scott Lark, I think. Really good stuff. So, yeah. Keith, well, see, I, I'm going to go grab actually, my notes here. I actually listened to it myself as well because when I had heard that they traveled to the future and stole our stuff, I wanted to know which parts they stole so I could add it to it. And see, they didn't travel <laughs> far enough in the future to know that I was going to add stuff, so they're just lost out, right? 
All right, Keith. Okay. So let's dive right in. Tell me the historical figure who got this whole stuff together about traveling to Roanoke, sir. Uh, well, I found Roanoke. It's in Alabama. Well, so I, I, I actually down, did hospice down, work uh, there before. 431 on the way to uh, Opelika down that way. All right, Keith. Direction. So podcast over. We found them. Podcast over. We found them. They're in Alabama. Roanoke, Alabama. Uh, oh, wait a second. I hear a knock on the door. We have a special We got guest. food coming. Hello, come in. So it's oh, our favorite person because she has pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. Amanda Don Guthrie. That is my lovely wife, and she has just and brought us snacks eggs. galore. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Mwah. So um, if you don't know what pigs in a blanket Irish is. For our Irish listeners, they may not know what it is, you think? Tell them what pigs in a blanket are, Keith. So you take a little piggy, and you cook it, and you wrap it in a blanket, and then you oh, you eat that. You eat the blanket. You eat it all, right? Because it's actually like a little sausage in a biscuit most of the time sometimes like a uh it's a like crescent a roll yeah crescent roll. yeah a biscuit or a croissant you it's a little sausage wrapped in that one of the best foods of the south i have to say so if you've never eaten deviled eggs and pigs in a blanket well you're just gonna hear a smack and that's one thing you're not gonna hear them do keith on stuff they don't want you to know they're not gonna tell you about pigs in a blanket and eat deviled eggs that's right absolutely all right keith so there's a cat named sir walter raleigh yep and he talked to Queen Elizabeth, the Virgin Queen. What did he ask her? He said, look, let's set the stage real quick, right before we get to Sir Walter. Okay. So all this happens about 100 years after Columbus sailed. So Spain is absolutely, without a doubt, the world superpower. Yeah. Britain's not much of anything. At the end of this, Britain starts to pick up their power, but Spain is in charge. Yeah, and it was the much con- bigger back then. The right. conquistadors, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're pillaging. They're smallpoxing people. They're stealing the gold. They're enslaving right. everybody. They are in charge. And so in about 15, what was it, 60-something, the first permanent uh, colony, if you will, I guess that's an English term, but the first permanent settlement was made at St. Augustine. All right, so the Spain, the Spain is in charge. Mm-hmm. Now, the Sir Walter Spain. Raleigh is like, Elizabeth, we got to go here. we got to do this. 1584. Is the first mission, Keith. Okay. You know about that? So, yeah. So, he went to Queen Elizabeth, and what did he ask her? He said, look, can I go to America? There's this new land, man. We've got a set up here. It's got riches untold. Let she me said, go and claim it for you. And she said, riches? Of course you can go. That's my... Exactly. That's, that's my smack on a pig in the bottom. Queen of England accent. Sounded a little bit like Miss Piggy, didn't it? Bring me silver and gold. Right. <laughs> so, basically, the first mission is a recon mission. They find this place, Roanoke Island, which is off the coast of modern-day North Carolina, on the Outer Banks. They check it out say, hey, that'd be a good place to go. All right. So a year later, we're, we're kind of moving past this because our – oh, man, my pig, fell pig. Out, my pig fell out of the blanket. Gosh. <laughs> so anyway, year later, 1585, man, they sent out a huge contingent of people, all-male kind of military thing. Yeah. The way I heard it put, Keith. It's like 600 people, wasn't it? Yeah, at least 600. Seven so what's the purpose of, of it? I, I think and they were going to do some pillaging. That's it, Keith. It's almost like, imagine a pirate outpost. So all the stuff that's happening in the Caribbean, Spaniards, rider, the Spanish Armada, that if you will. Caribbean. Caribbean. Coming up the coast, man. So the English are wanting to set up kind of a naval thing and you know call it pirates or call it a, a military superpower. Are not, actually, they're not a superpower yet. Yeah. So, but they're wanting to pillage from the pillagers and steal from the Spanish. Yeah. 
1585, there they are. Well, they run out of supplies, Keith. You know who they hopped a ride with back to England? Who's that? Sir Francis Drake. Yeah. And so there's a lot happened right there, though. A lot right? going on. We're, the, I mean, we're rushing Caribbean. past a lot of stuff. You know, when I say a Caribbean cruise, I say Caribbean for some reason, but if I say Pirates of, I say Caribbean. Dude, I just like to switch it up every once in a while. Right. But anyway, we like, two of those yeah, like uh, of those ships, there's only like uh, what two of them that actually made it to the place where they were going to make this colony, and of those two, I think one of them still didn't have the supplies; it was wrecked or whatever. And Are you so, talking about the 1585 bunch? Yeah, the, okay. the first bunch. Yeah, the 600 guys in the seven right, ships. Right, right, right. And so they actually ended up with only about a hundred people being able to stay behind because they didn't have enough supplies, right? And so exactly. they started out with this idea for a really successful colony, but just things happened and it didn't work out. And so it didn't work out. They sent most of them back. And what happened next? So there's enough promise with this whole situation, though, mm-hmm. that they don't want just a naval base or they don't want just a place to uh, pillage from or steal from the Spanish. Yeah. They actually want to set down a viable long-term settlement. Right. So they get together what's generally, you know, usually when you do that, you think of whether it's Australia or the U.S., it's poor farmers wanting to get land or it's, uh, you right. know, it's rabble, it's criminals, it's whoever they send over there. But this is like thought to be middle class Englanders, Londoners who had to pay their own way. Right. Who really wanted to make a way and make a settlement there. But like on their way back, didn't they like ransack some Spanish ship? And uh, got a bunch of treasures. And so oh, no, that I don't know. They that brought that be. back to the queen. And so she thought the whole thing was a success, even though oh, it wasn't. She's like, okay, She's great, like, oh, treasure, it. success. You know, let's let's do this again. Now, after the first one, if I'm not mistaken, Keith, they actually named the area they found Virginia. Ah. In honor of the Virgin Queen. There you go. threw that out there earlier. But so they come back. There's some estimates that some things I read said there was 127, but most said there was 115 or 117. Okay. That came back. Settlers that came back in 1587. Yeah. So think about this. This is the first English attempt. Yeah. Now, now let me get things straight because I said it, something man. about, I don't want to get the listeners to get confused. I said something about 100 being able to stay behind. After the 100 stayed behind, then it was unsuccessful. Correct. They were unable to have enough food to sustain themselves, stuff like that. So that's when they hit your ride with, with Drake. Sir Francis Drake. Yeah, back. And so now Correct. there's now there's nobody except there's for nothing. fifteen men. Okay, there but, you go. Because there was supplies supposed to be coming to them, but they wasn't there yet. And so they left, and then those supplies got there, and they're like, "Hey, nobody's here. Well, let's leave fifteen men to guard it, and then go back." And those and so, fifteen men, because the others before them had created such ill will with what we generally call indigenous peoples or Native Americans, right? They got themselves killed for their troubles because that bunch ended up slaughtering one of the native chiefs pretty early on. So, so yeah. Now. now I'm telling you, I know we got very limited time, but if I could get just a quick story on like some of the stuff that happened in that, because every podcast. Quick, ma'am. All the podcasts I listened to like just skipped over this stuff, and it's some of the most incredibly interesting stuff. Um, just carry on. I'm going to be eating pigs in a blanket. The Lane show. Lane was the guy who was the head of that first colony and the 600 men. Right. The 17 or the 1685. Right. And so he had 1685. Yeah. Sorry. And so the relations with the Indians. I mean, this was an ongoing thing. There was this uh, this Indian. His name was uh, Wanjana. All right. And he changed his name. I'd change my name too if it was Wanjana. <laughs> he changed his name to uh, P- 
Pemisapen, I think Pemican? is how you pronounce it. Pemisapen. I like pemmican. And so, um, anyway, the reason why he changed it, it was one who watches because, like, they started to kind of get ill will toward these uh, Englishmen because of the disease that was there. Kind of, they thought that was kind of like some voodoo type stuff. And what was right. funny is the English people would pray over some of them and they would be healed. And the Indian or Native Americans, excuse me, were like, they'd actually ask them to teach them how to do that. How, how do you do this magic power where you pray over them and, you know, they right. get healed? And so, um, but anyway, there's a lot of weird things that went on. This uh, Pemispin guy, he, he, Lane went to him and said, hey, I'm going to go up and explore the north. And he said, that sounds like a great idea. Well, then he basically had an ambush waiting on him. He had got together this meeting of different tribes just sitting there waiting on him but the ambush didn't happen he started negotiating with those tribes but before he left he stole that chief's son took him for ransom and yeah, took I him heard with about him. that they did a lot of that taking the chi- natives for ransom and like hey if you do this for us we'll give this guy back to you well they continued on their journey and exploration but this uh uh Made made sure that all the other Native American tribes did not give them aid, and so they about half starved to death. And he never expected them to get back alive, but they did. They got back alive, and this Pemiskin guy was going to uh, ransack them, but since he didn't expect them to get back alive, that never happened. He didn't, you know, he didn't organize this uh, battle to, right. to attack them, right? And so what happened was Lane he actually. Uh, held a meeting with Pemisipin. It's hard to say. Anyway, he held a meeting with him, the P guy, saying man. that, "Hey, this chief's going to try to get his son back. You know, when he do something and all this." That was what the meeting was supposed to be about. But what happened is, about twenty five of their guys, when they got together for a meeting, they just uh, killed him. They just they shot they shot they ended up shot shooting him, Pemisipin, and he ran out into the woods. And they went and tracked him down and beheaded him, and they put his uh, head on a pike outside the colony. That's never a good idea. No. So you're talking about I, – I just – it kind of made Lots me upset intrigue, that a man. lot of these uh, podcasts and different things just kind of run over this like, oh, there was bad relations. I mean, you have no idea. There's a lot of back-and-forth political stuff going on here, a lot of stabbing in the back, you know, heads on pikes. This was bad stuff. You Serious know? business, man. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's that's my – little insert there, side. and I know we have limited time, so I did that as quick as I could. All right, so let's circle back. Now we're in 1587, Keith. All right. Everybody shows up. They set things up. They've got their little establishment going here. They've got men, women, and children. They're trying to establish this thing. This is like 20 years before Jamestown was successful. So this was to be the first permanent settlement by the British in the New World. Hmm. Well... They set up, they get going. Later that same year, they're in need of supplies, right? Yeah. So apparently, from what I read, White was a pretty weak leader because they really could have sent anybody back to England yeah. to do what he was going to do. But they sent him, leaving his wife, his daughter, and his granddaughter, who, uh, as one excellent podcast said, was probably the most famous American that we know nothing about, and that would be Virginia Dare. It was because she was like the first one born She was there? the first... English person born in the New World. Yeah. She was born and baptized. That's all we know. So he heads back in the year of 1587, some months later, maybe about 10 months later, to gather supplies. Well, unfortunately, Keith, about that time, what happens? Any um, ideas? War I, breaks out. Yeah. The English and oh, yeah, Spanish. The, yeah, that, the war over there on the other side of the ocean. I so the you. English and Spanish 
Queen Elizabeth. We talked a little about that, so that'll be we won't probably get off too far on that rabbit trail. Mm-hmm. But basically, she wanted every available ship there in England to fight the Spanish Armada. Yeah, so he got stuck. So he's stuck. This guy wants to go try to find his wife, his daughter, his granddaughter. He can't. Mm-hmm. Finally. Let's just skip forward because we don't know. This is like an incredibly long voyage, right? Like some people might think, "Wow, would it took a rowboat with my family?" That's not possible. Yeah, it's like thirty six hundred miles. That's kind of like saying across the Atlantic Ocean. I'd take a balloon to space if my family was up there. You know, that's kind (laughs) of like what that's saying. So, so three years later, really not three years later, but two years and something later, in the year of fifteen ninety, he travels back. So they get there, they land on Roanoke. And they had made some arrangements previously. Yeah. They had said, if you go anywhere, you basically write out, carve out on a tree, on a post, whatever. You write out where you're going. And if you do a Maltese cross on there with it, we know that you left in distress. Right. So they got off the ship. They see a little fire kind of going, some smoke, that is. So he's feeling pretty hopeful. So they get off the ship, and the first thing they see is C-R-O, crow. And the next one they get to, you know what it says? Sam Crow. <laughs> it did not. No, it didn't. Sam Crow wasn't around <laughs> then. So anyway, but the next one says Croatoan. Croatoan. Now so, that was one of the signals, right? Well, no, that was actually a place. Okay. It wasn't, The signal was the place you're going to. Right. So that, so that, that was, was the uh, signal. Yeah. So they had Crow, and Croatoan was actually an island yeah. about 50 miles south of there, which is now known as Hatteras Island. Yeah. You know what's so wild? I'd never heard much of this. What, what kind of island? Hatteras. Okay. So I'd never heard much of this. Apparently, your son has been studying it recently in the fifth grade. Yeah. Well, my wife grew up in North Carolina, so this was a big part of their history. You know, it's right off the co- there, the outer banks of North Carolina. So Croatoan is south of there by about 50 miles. Some interesting things, though, Keith. There was literally, and here's where we here's where it gets spacey. There was literally, literally nothing to indicate foul play. Nothing to indicate anything much, to be honest with you. Right, it there wasn't that, nothing there. It said there was some. Now uh, the first time they come back and found that those fifteen men were gone. There was bones for that. There though. was bones for that. So we kind of figured we'd know what happened. So there. there's probably. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably the natives. Yeah. It was their retaliation. But when they come back, there was no burned houses, no burned huts. It appeared almost if they had been taken down. Yeah. It does say White yeah, discovered some of his maps. Some of his personal items were still there, but were in disrepair because of the weather. Right. But if a structure is taken down, which, you know, what, what kind of structures did they have back then, John? Was it like logs and mud? Thatch huts, maybe? Yeah. Maybe something like that. Log log houses with thatched roofs. Yeah, I think they probably used logs. I don't really know. We should have done more research on that. But I, I yeah, guess I in my know. mind, I'm thinking. But you could tell like if logs were... with mud and stuff like that. It's stuff that you can take down. But if you were to take it with you on like a wagon or something, it's you don't have to cut the tree down. The next place you go, right? So but, the idea is that maybe they went to reassemble it somewhere else. Possibly. possibly. Because if it was burnt down or destroyed, it would be obvious. There would be remains. Yeah, you'd. See but it really something. wasn't totally obvious that that was the case. So yeah, well, it, was, it was obvious that that probably wasn't the case, right? right exactly. I and mean, there was nothing there. So they start wondering what's going on here. Where do we go? Let's go to Croatan. Cro- actually, Croatan. Amanda said something about Croatan. Cro- that Cro- is a, actually a national Cro-Toan. forest, but Croatan is a different thing. 
But the, what we're talking about is Croatoan, which Croatoan. is Hatteras. So they took off towards Hatteras, right? Yeah. And one of the ships lost their anchor and almost ran aground due to foul weather. Yeah. So it proved too hazardous for them to get there. Then the second ship, apparently White, was not the strongest leader, and he was convinced that this was due to the weather or something that wasn't going to be fruitful, that they needed to go to the Caribbean or yeah. Caribbean, whichever is your preference. Apparently not the strongest father either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what happens is they end up going back to England. Yeah. I think he ends up in Ireland. It said, boom, there's another Irish connection because Sir go. Walter Raleigh did a uh, kind of some kind of voyage to Ireland. So oh. he ends up at Ireland, and he dies like three years later, never knowing what happened. So he did try to make landing in Croatoan, but just was unable to do so at that time. Right. So there we are, Keith. What did you say, three years later? Three years later, he died. So he died in something like 1593, 1596, something like that. I got you. So there we are, Keith. There's the facts, very little. They return. There's no colonists there. All right, Keith. So we're we're doing pretty good on our time, man. Let's uh, let's get into. Let's uh, we're in far enough that we can dive right in and finish her up here. Okay. So So here's what we got, Keith. We've got these missing folks. We're going to solve the mystery, and we've got. Well, it's considered one of those mysteries that is as of yet unsolved. Right. Because let's hit some possibilities, Keith. Let's just hit some very real possibilities because this is flummoxed. One of the top possibilities, Keith, is alien abduction. Oh yeah. Well, I thought it was either that or the Sasquatch. There could have been tribes of Sasquatchian type creatures back then. Sasquatch could be aliens. Exactly. Or interdimensional species. There are others, Keith. Would you believe it or not? Uh, who believe that an undead virus of some sort undead, pervaded them. like zombies, like zombies, Keith. Awesome, but that might be what happened. But let's uh, dispatch with the flummadiddly. We'll kill okay. the flummadiddler. Uh, how do you say that word? Flummadiddlery. Uh, the yeah, what the flummadiddlists are producing. Yeah, we'll get rid of that real quick. But it's pretty funny because <laughs> one of the things I listened I like to a guy actually said flummadiddlery. Flummadiddlery. That's I a like new it. one. That's a good one. <laughs> that might be our word for the day. Right. Flummadiddlery. <laughs> Flumadiddlery. All right. So, you know, we did do the alien thing. Yeah, we did. We haven't done a zombie show, Keith. That's a good one. We should Maybe we that. need to. Yeah, absolutely. But let's be honest. There's a handful of very reasonable, possible thoughts, but okay. nobody knows. Yeah, because zombies and aliens, and those are not, or Sasquatch, either one, those are not very reasonable. No. So let's gonna, go through we're some We're going to conspiracize those and flumadiddlize those and cast them out the window. So, yeah. Couple things. Okay. They could have been massacred by the Native Americans. That is one real possibility. But especially since they had had such a such bad relations with them, such bad relations. They had, like just put a dude's head on a pike and put it outside the colony. Not exactly. That long before that, and you know? Keith, the fact that there that the Croatan or I'm sorry, Croatoan was carved on a post of some sort, a rampart okay. type post, suggested that they had put up a defensive battlement. Oh. Because that wasn't there before, according to White. Hmm. So whatever post... Now, they did find... Didn't they find uh, some kind of fortified structure? Well, that's what that was carved on. Yeah. And on there that. was no okay. fortified structure before he left. Right. So the suggestion is maybe they were and it planning looked, They said it looked like it had been put up quickly. Like it wasn't very well put together. Exactly. So they were expecting a fight. They were expecting some possible Something friction. was going on, yeah. But that said... Couldn't they just shot an email to somebody? Exactly. But there's no, I mean, there's nothing there. There's no bones. There's no, you know, there's no 
proof or no evidence true of like quick destruction. Right. Yeah, I know. So I don't know, man. You got your own theories? Or we got some more? We, we do. More. Okay. So the next one is there's no doubt during that time now, the superpower of the world, Spain, is now embroiled in battle mm-hmm. with England. Yeah. And so there's some evidence that obviously the Spaniards are working up there. I mean, they're not that far south of there, really, Augustine. And they have other, I don't know where all their forts and stuff are in that area. But there's no doubt at this time they probably know there's Englishmen there. So there's thoughts that maybe the Spaniards did this. Oh. But again, same thing. Dirty Spaniards. No real proof. Yeah. No real evidence. All right, so there's another possibility, Keith. A very strong possibility. And I think from what I read and what I listened to, it's kind of the consensus at this point. It kind of floated around with that. For a long time. One guy said something. He's like, when did they start referring to this as the lost colony? That didn't happen for a long time. For about another hundred and something years. So his presumption from that was that the English and others presumed a certain thing. And didn't Hmm. think they were lost. So. But. Don't you just need to define what lost is? I mean, they didn't know where they were at. They didn't know where they went. Yeah, but they so which implies that most people thought they knew where they went until a hundred and something years later when the uh, idea of a lost colony came up. Uh, so most people thought at the time. So they found a map called the La Virginia Pars mm-hmm. that White had written. Because did you know that John White was the artist with the with the fifteen eighty five expedition? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. he came back with the fifteen eighty seven as the governor slash mayor. Right. So he had written a map. And there was a little patch on the map. And some guy not too long ago, within the last 50 years. That's funny. So, you can draw. We're going to make you governor. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> saw these patches and decided, hey, let's look underneath these. Because what they did, they had drawn this intricate map. If something changed, they would put a little patch over it and redraw that area. Oh. So they got this idea that maybe there was another place. Even White mentioned something about 50 miles in Maine hmm. instead of Croatoan. So there's this idea that they either move 50 miles south or 50 miles inland into what we now call North Carolina. Yeah. So one group, I think it's called the First Colony Foundation, Yeah. believes in this Site X, which is 50 miles inland. So they've been doing archaeological digs for the last few years. And there's another group on Hatteras Island doing the same thing. And they have both found remnants of British pottery, Gold pieces, the hilt of a sword, certain things that indicates that British folks were in both those areas during this time frame. Right. Now, what year was this? Oh, this is recently, like the last. Were they figured out? 20, 30 years, 40 years. Yes, it's kind of floating out there. Nobody knew. Where'd they go to? So, most people, Keith, think they were assimilated. You know what assimilated means? Into like a Native American culture? Yes, very much so. I have heard that theory. Because the Algonquin-speaking tribes were generally pretty friendly Mm -hmm. and were generally very open to others coming into their tribe. Yeah. And that if they would have taken, if the tribe would have moved to them... I'm a little bit offended that you asked me if I know what assimilated means. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Key. I didn't mean any offense. I'm just (laughs) fine. So, so right... If they were assimilated, right. most of these tribes, they would certainly kill. They wouldn't just slaughter people. Right. They wouldn't just slaughter, wholesale slaughter this whole bunch. It said they would probably have killed a handful of folks, maybe adolescent 
young males who were like warrior age. Yeah. But that older males, females, children, people that would have been of value to the tribe, they were generally welcomed and appreciated. And any skills they had that would be pertinent, they would accept those. Otherwise, they would have to learn the native language. And so there's lots of indication that they could have easily assimilated into tribal life. Okay. I still not clear though on this were they lost or not thing because like wasn't it White himself in his journals that wrote about them putting Croatoa and Croatoan on the little fort that they had built, right? Which was the signal, and then that no, the and, signal and, is just write us and tell us where you are, where you're going, right? So that just tells us and we're then, going to Croatoan. Like in his writings, we know that he went to go look for them in Croatoan, in Croatoan, and didn't we know that he did not find them? No, he never got to Croatoan. He never got there. And then he so also like, wrote something so later is that there suggested there saying that like that maybe they actually were all along at Croatoan. Well, he actually drew the map and also expressed a possibility that they had gone fifty, 50 miles, miles in Maine. Where'd he get that from though? I don't know. That's what we gotta look at. That's what the Flumendiddlers need to tell us. Oh okay. we didn't have time to get everything figured out. I got you. So but it was indicated on his map, and under that patch... Something gave him the idea. Yes. That they went 50 miles... Yeah, I don't know if they had map. talked about that, already talked about that before. I think that's what it was. They had already discussed the possibility of moving inland. Okay. And then they wrote the Croatoan, so if they're not at Croatoan, then they're here. It's like, but they may be here. check to see if they were in Croatoan. Maybe he was like, well, I can't get to Croatoan. Let me just check this other place. Well, you can't, because if you can't get to an island right off the coast, you ain't going to get 50 miles inland. Oh, yeah, that's true. So... You know, then you're going to end up dying in Ireland. Yeah. I mean, it just, like, it really makes sense to me, though. Like, I never really thought about it. Were they actually lost? I mean, they're not actually lost if they were in Croatoan because that's where they said they were going. Or if they're inland where they said they were going to start with. We which don't know is my if they point. were lost because nobody looked, checked to see if they were lost. Well, that's the point. Why the narrative, like, didn't go? The narrative of them being lost yeah. didn't appear till almost 150 years later. Yeah. And it so that, said that, that gives it like that mysterious look. Well, you know? they actually think that because back then, especially with the British, not with the natives, but with the British, and in that time frame, the idea certainly, even more so than in the 20th century, racial segregation, the idea of middle class British like mm-hmm. joining an Indian society or a native society was just like taboo. Like, oh my gosh, that could never happen. Oh, it was yeah. almost like a form of denial. But they wouldn't. They that. couldn't they have would, done that. They must they have got captured and killed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what this newest book by this guy from the History Unplugged podcast thing talked about. That I think people assumed that that was the case. But then yeah. it became later on like, oh, no, they couldn't have done that. They died for the cause of English settlement. So John White actually went to Croatoan and he saw him from a distance wearing the Indian stuff. and was like, my wife is now a savage. Could have been a man. Maybe it wasn't the weather, Keith. That was it. Yeah. All right, Keith. He falsified. So I think Here, after reading yeah. everything, mm-hmm. I'm down with the assimilation. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I'm confident in that. I I have the guy who in the one thing I read that talked I'm about. I'm a big fan of assimilation. The concept of them uh, not even being lost mm-hmm. didn't appear till like 150 years later. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think they went to Croatoan and uh, just we never we never found we them. never that John White just like gave up because um, he loved his family that much and we never know <laughs> whether he would they were there or not because he didn't look you know like he gave it one shot and it's like ah that was maybe too they're hard. there maybe they're not that was too hard I'm not going back 
I don't know. I think Here, here's what I think. And the guy, the captain on the ship, beat him up and said, "No, we're going to the Caribbean." I dude. think it's a lost cause now. I think if we found them now, they're probably going to be dead. So, I'm guessing, unless they're like 430 something years old, unless they interbred with aliens and didn't get abducted by aliens, yeah, then they could be. Yeah, or they're shape If they were taken by aliens and they went up to another planet because of time dilation. It might seem, you know, like a, a long time here, but over there where they went, it's only like 20 minutes. They come back and it'd be the same age. Well, we need to talk to the guys at the stuff they don't want you to know because they could yeah. get in their time machine. That's right. And go figure that stuff out. They know all about time dilation. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And you can reach us at doyouflummadiddle at gmail.com. Or doyouflummadiddle.com. Yeah. The website. Yeah. Or at doyouflummadiddle.com. No, Facebook. just doyouflummadiddle. <laughs> at Man, I'm Facebook. telling you, we're rusty. But we're on top of it, man. But all right, we love y'all. Like, listen to this, sign up for stuff, get the uh, the premium content. Get the premium content. You're gonna love it. We've got a lot in the can, and I hope in the next couple weeks to get some of that edited and put back up. So we got a lot of new premium content coming. And uh, proceeds from every new membership premium content goes to support a widow. So can't beat that, right? Can't beat it. Twenty bucks for a whole year's worth of premium content. Love y'all. Support. God bless. Bye. Peace out. Take an egg, man.